Hey, this is Caleb Cole, pastor of Project Church in Sacramento. And man, I am so excited for you to hear this word. I believe God is going to encourage you, strengthen you, and challenge you through it. So get ready to receive from God today. Come on, church. Who's excited to be in the house today? Make some noise. Give it up for this crew helping me out today to illustrate this on Miracle Sunday. Well, I want to give you another miracle. I want to talk to you about a miracle. The miracle that this woman, stand up, Chrissy. Come here. Come up here. The miracle, I mean, look at this woman. Get up here. The miracle is this woman turns 40 this week. That is a, it's a miracle because look at her. She does not look like she's turning 40. Come on. Give it up for Chrissy's birthday. Hey, she, she's been saying to me lately, you know that the older we get, the bigger the gap looks between us. Because I look young and you look old. That's what she told me this last week. And I was like, all right, it's like that. That's cool, though. Like, I just look like I'm, you know, I'm dating a much younger woman. Even though she's only four months younger than me. <laughs> but hey, uh, excited to have Chrissy joining me at 40. And uh, I'm excited today to be celebrating Miracle Sunday. And we do this every year, a Miracle Sunday. And today we are going to declare some miracles over our lives in 2022. We're going to bring some miracle offerings as God leads you. And uh, I want to share and teach a word today entitled, Seed It to See It. Look at your neighbor and tell him, Seed It if you want to see it. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, I'm going to read verse 6 through 10. This illustrates this idea of sowing and reaping. I know we have a hard time with this because we don't really understand farming concept, concepts. We got any farmers in the room? Um, yeah, okay, we got one in the back. Awesome, good on you. Give it up for the farmer in the room. Most of us, I mean, we're a church in the urban core. Most of us have no concept of farming, of this idea of sowing and reaping. But I believe the word and why Jesus shared this with us is because it is so uh, impactful and, and applicable for our lives today, 2,000 years later. So let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm starting in verse number 6. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Did you hear this, church? And whoever sows bountifully, come on, receive this, will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. How many are thankful for the grace of God abounding in your life? So that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Last verse. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. I want to share a word today entitled Seed It to See It. And this is what I want to get ingrained in you in this place today. 
that to see a harvest, you have to sow a seed. I know that we're not farmers in this room. I know we live in Sacramento, and Phil Jackson back in the day did call us a cow town. And so we have some concept of it because we're surrounded by farms. But I need you to hear this, that God wants you to see and receive a harvest in your life. But that will not happen unless you sow seeds in your life. If you want to grow, because I want to grow, I know you want your life to grow, then you must be a person who sows. And this idea of sowing and reaping is a farming concept. Sowing being to, to release and plant seeds. You're sowing seeds on good soil. And then in turn you will reap or gather or receive a harvest one day. So I want to talk to you about the power of the seed. You see, first, sowing seed is for everyone. Everyone say, me? Look at your neighbor, say, you. Sowing seed is for everyone. What does this first verse say? It says, whoever sows. Whoever sows. This is not for an elite, special group of people. It's not just for the perfect, righteous, religious people. It's not just for the people that grew up in church or those that just came to faith in Jesus. This idea of sowing and planting seed is for everyone. This is a word for every single one of you in this room today, that you would be a person that sows seed. It's a principle of whoever. You see, if you get this, then you'll get this. You know what I'm saying? Like if you get this concept of sowing bountifully, you know what you'll get? You'll get a reaping of a harvest bountifully. If you get this principle of sowing sparingly, then you'll know I don't want to reap sparingly, so I'm actually going to sow bountifully. If you get this, you'll get this. And so receive this today. It is a principle that comes with a promise. How many of you love promises from God? Let me tell you something. This principle of sowing in a right way, of planting seeds where God calls you to plant them, comes with a promise. And I'm here to declare God is faithful to his promises. His promises always come to pass. They're always true. Sometimes you got to wait on them. But he never fails. Anyone can sow a seed. Did you know that? I'm looking around this room. And some of you are like, Caleb, I, I don't got much. Let me tell you, anyone can sow a seed. You want to know why? Because everyone has seed. Every person in this room has seed. And so this idea of sowing seed is for everyone. And I think that we have Christians, maybe even in this room, who've been void of sowing. And many of us are living for a forest. We want the harvest. We want the plenty. We're waiting on the forest to spring up around us when we've never sowed any seed. And I'm here to tell you, you can't expect the harvest if you've never sowed any seed in your life. I think about this because I actually brought a bucket of seeds today. Just to illustrate this point. You see, seeds are powerful. 
They're small. And they seem meaningless when they're in a bucket. But when you plant them in the right soil, in the right environment, how many of you know those seeds turn into something powerfully? Come. She, she was on cue and she was worried. <laughs> Janelle is helping me today. You see, last week, Chrissy talked about the soil, the soil of our hearts. Now, this soil, this is potting soil. And I actually brought this today from my house because it was leftovers. You see, I had a bag of potting soil. We moved into our house uh, two years and eight months ago. And the landscaping in the front was horrible. And so I ripped it all out. I did the hard work. And then I planted three beautiful bushes. And I used this potting soil. And here we are almost three years later. And my bushes are flourishing. They're growing. I had no idea what I was doing. But how many know if you plant seed in the right soil, you will see the harvest that you're waiting on. And so I brought some good soil to illustrate this today. You see, it's all about the soil. And today I believe this church is a place where good soil is present. And I look out in this room and I see a bunch of people with seed. And I believe that God is moving us in this place this morning to be a people that take the seed we have and we begin to sow it where God has called us. You know, I was thinking about when I first uh, came to downtown. Christy and I first felt the call to plant a church in downtown. And I began to meet with all the pastors of the downtown area. And so I was connecting one-on-one, little by little, with each pastor, uh, telling them that God had birthed in our heart this passion to plant a life-giving church in the heart of the city. And it was crazy because little by little, one by one, almost all of them discouraged me from coming. They told me all the reasons it wouldn't work. They told me how difficult the road would be. They told me that it would be filled with obstacles and challenges. They told me how very few church plants make it, how they'd seen person after person come to downtown and try to plant a church and leave within two to three years. And all I heard was why it wouldn't happen. And I was thinking about this because I'm like, why would this have been their first reaction to me coming and saying, I'm excited to plant a church to reach people that don't know Jesus? And I recognized later that I think they were upset because they felt that I hadn't sown in a city where they had sown for years. And I think they were worried that I might reap in a place I hadn't sown. And I think some of them were frustrated that they'd been sowing for years and yet hadn't reaped. And they were wondering why. And, and this opportunity or this, this emergence of this young person maybe begin to have them think about the lack of reaping that had happened in their ministry and their church. And my heart actually was burdened for them. And so since we started this church, we've regularly prayed as a staff for the other churches in this area. We as a church pray for the other churches in downtown. Because how many know there are times when the soil is hard, when it is difficult. And yet, there's a sowing that God was calling us to. And so while people can say what they want about where you feel called to sow your seed, 
How many of you know if you don't sow, then you're not walking in obedience? And if you're not walking in obedience, then you're never going to see the harvest that I believe you all are waiting for and believing for and asking for. And so we had no choice but to begin to sow seeds in this city. You see, I'm not just talking about an offering today. Some of you are like, okay, he's going to hit us hard at the end. He's talking about the seed and this church being good soil. And then he's going to say, all right, bring all your money. You see, we are in a series on financial stewardship. And I've been giving and sharing. And Chrissy's been sharing some practical principles to help you in how you steward what God has given you. You see, we're not owners. We're managers. God gives it all to us. We manage what he owns. And if you missed any of the series, go back and watch. Because I believe so many people have found freedom from this series. And yet, today I'm not just talking about an offering. You see, the seeds that I'm talking about are the gifts that you have. The seeds that I'm talking about are the dreams in your heart. The seeds that I'm talking about that you are called to sow are our talents which you've been given. These seeds that you have were meant to be sown and not just held. And I wonder how many people in this room have been holding back from sowing the seeds God has given them for all different kinds of reasons. And today I was supposed to tell you and challenge you that sowing seed is for everyone because every one of you has seed in this place. You see, second part of the power of a seed is that sowing seed only works if you've worked the fields. It starts with working the fields. You can have a seed, but how many of you know there are people even in this room who've refused to sow? And if you don't sow your seed, you're never going to reap your harvest. <laughs> I found in my life, I, I, there's been seasons when I was at home praying and God was saying, you're supposed to be out there plowing. I'm going to let that soak in for a second. Because some of you be, have been praying for things and God's saying, I hear your prayers. But I've given you seed, but in order to prepare the soil for the seed, you got to plow, you got to dig, you got to work. And so today, I believe God wanted to tell us, listen, you're going to sow seeds, but it starts with working the fields. Are you working or just praying? Now, I'm not against praying. Y'all know we're about prayer. At this church, one of our core values is prayer is our power. Somebody say power. Power. There is power in prayer. But I also know this, God calls you to work. He's given you energy, talent, muscle, strength, ability, knowledge. And he wants you to go work some fields to prepare for the seeds that you're to sow. I think that the reason many of us haven't received our harvest is because we would complain when we got our harvest. And maybe... The reason you haven't received the harvest because you're like, I've already planted the seeds. I've sowed the seeds, Caleb, but I still haven't received my harvest. Maybe you haven't received the harvest because God is developing in you a work ethic. So when the harvest comes, you're able to work and collect the harvest that is there. Because I've seen people, there's a harvest all around them, but they're too lazy to get up and collect it. I found in my life, I complain about the harvest that I've prayed for for years. I pray for a family. I pray for a wife. And then let me tell you something. I complain about this woman. (laughs) I pray for kids. And then I complain about them all the time. (laughs) 
God, these kids are tripping. Come on. You know. I pray for these harvest things, and then the harvest comes, and I complain about it. So maybe the reason your harvest hasn't come is because God is preparing your heart and developing in you the work ethic necessary so when the time comes, you go work the fields to collect the harvest that God has for your life. It only works. It starts with working your fields. You know that sowing seed activates your faith. It truly does. That's why I said today the title of this message was Seed It to See It. Like the seed is an act of faith. When you seed in soil, your faith is being activated. So you got to seed it before you see it and you got to sow it before you see it. To see a harvest, you have to sow a seed. This is kingdom culture. And here's what I'll tell you. If you don't sow it, if you're unwilling to sow it, you're like, even today, some of you, because I am going to tell you, you need to give something to God. This isn't about for the church. This is about the generosity God wants to develop in your heart. God's going to say, okay, sow it, seed it, and you're going to be like, I don't know, God. If you don't sow it, if you don't seed it, then here's what I'm telling you. You don't really believe it. And I think there's a lot of people out there who have all kinds of seeds in their hands and God's telling them to sow it and they've been asking for it and praying for it. But when the time comes and God says, okay, now take that step of faith, launch that business, apply for that job, right? Ask her out. Come on, single people, ladies, like, amen. <laughs> like, make that doctor appointment, start trying. Then you go, ah, I'm just not ready, God. So here's what I would say to you. You don't really have faith for it. You don't really believe it. If you're not willing to sow it, if you're not willing to seed it, if every time the time comes and the soil is right and, and, and the opportunity is there and then it's like, no, I, I can't do it. You don't really believe it. But when you begin to sow seed, guess what happens? Your faith is activated. Here's what I found. I only have a little seed in my life. And I go, God, this hurts. This is all I got. I only got a handful of seed. I go, all right, God. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> Y'all feel me. God, I know I want to launch this business, but that first step is sword. Oh, that hurt. But here's what happens. You do it once, it's easier the second time. And it's even easier the third time. And it's even easier the fourth time. And before you know it, you are holding the seed like this and one at a time. And then before you know it, your hand starts to loosen. And then it gets easier and easier. And your faith increases. And little by little, you're sowing more and you're seeding more. And you're walking in the faith that God called you to walk in. Sowing seed will activate your faith. But how many of you know when you sow seed, there's a time before the harvest. And so the hardest part is waiting. There's a song that I don't know if you heard in Maverick City Sings. It's about waiting on God. And it says that's what happens when you wait. You get a little stronger. Your faith gets stronger. We have to learn to wait. We are in an a, a instant gratification culture, and we hate waiting. And yet waiting is the season that develops us so we're ready for the harvest that God has for us. We got to wait. Not only that, but some of you have hit 
walls in your life. I don't know if you ever hit a wall. You ever hit a wall in your business, in your job? You feel stuck? You ever hit a wall in your marriage? Hit a wall in your parenting? Hit a wall in your relationship with God? Hit a wall in your closeness with God? Hit a wall in your purity? Hit a wall. I mean, in my life, it is a regular occurrence that I hit a wall. I get stuck. You've been stuck? I mean, there's nothing worse than getting stuck. And I've been stuck so often in my life. Hit walls, hit walls, get stuck. And, and you butt up against the wall, and I would say we call that a plateau. You ever plateau in your life? Like, I don't know how to get better from here. Here's what I want to tell you. When you hit a plateau, that's when it's even more time to sow. You see, so often we hit a plateau, we hit a wall, we're stuck, we're stuck in our finances, we're stuck in our job, we're stuck in our marriage, we're stuck in a relationship. So the natural tendency is to just like grab on and hold on to what we have and go, I mean, I can't let go because we're stuck. And if I let go of anything, like we might have lack, we might struggle, things might get worse. But what I found is when I hit a plateau, that's when I really got to sow. That's when I really got to begin to plant the seeds. And not only that, but some of you, you need to start planting seeds and sowing in other people's lives. Like, your marriage is struggling? Sow into someone else's marriage. That's Asia. Your business is struggling? Sow into someone else's business. Right? Your finances are struggling? Bless someone else financially. You feel stuck in your job, then someone else you see in their job, bless them in their job. I mean, this idea of sowing and sowing seed in the faith that it activates, we got to go LeBron on them at some point, church. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about go LeBron on them. You know what I'm saying? I'm sowing seed. I'm releasing by faith. Why? Because it's activating my faith. Not only that, but often i found... That my faith of sowing actually activates and releases a harvest for someone else. You see, in my life, I've watched time and time again how sowing seed, though, will also activate my critics. Like, it activates your faith, but how many know it also activates your critics? Because whenever people see you doing something that doesn't make sense, They see you doing something that is a step out. They'll begin to criticize you because they don't understand why you would do something like that. I was listening to a blogger the other day. He was in a podcast interview, and here's what he said. He said, my wife always tells me, criticism that costs nothing is nothing. And he explained it further. He said this. He said, my wife always tells me this because I get constant criticism online, Instagram, blog posts, comments. And he said, you know what that costs those people? 12 seconds. How easy is it to criticize? To criticize. Does that cost us anything? It costs us nothing. He says, criticism that costs nothing is nothing. So people who gave me 12 seconds of their life to criticize me, that means nothing to me. I'm not going to allow that to deter me or or distract me from the dreams and the seed that God has called me to plant. There will be critics 
haters, sipping on that haterade all your life. It may even be family members because they see you. And they go, why would you seed and sow into the church? Why would you give money away? Like, you need more. Why would you give it away? And you go, because I understand the principle that comes with the promise. And what's the principle? If I sow bountifully, what's going to happen? I'm going to reap bountifully. And so our critics will come, our naysayers will come, the haters will come. But as God's people, we stand committed to the principle of sowing. Because we know about the promise of sowing. They won't get this, but they don't have to get this. You just say, you just don't get it. But guess what? I got it. And because I got it, I get it. You just don't get it. And then you keep it moving. You see, sowing seed will activate your critics. But sowing seed, praise God, will activate your worship. You see, in my life, I've seen time and time again that my greatest act of worship is sowing. I want to ask you a question. Do you praise only when you reap the harvest? Or do you praise when you're sowing the seed? Because it's easy to praise when I'm reaping the harvest. When the job is flourishing and the money's pouring in and the business is popping off and the church is hopping like today. Ooh, I got faith today because the room is full. The 9 a.m. was kind of light and I'm like, oh, God, I'm not really feeling it. It's harder to worship. Y'all decided to come to the 11 because it was raining. I get it. But do we praise only when we reap a harvest? Or do we praise when we plant the seed? Let me tell you something, church. I'm praising while I'm sowing. I'm praising while I'm sowing. I haven't seen anything. And I know I'm going to wait for a while. I'm going to wait. But I go, that's what happens when you wait. <laughs> they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up, up on wings like an eagle and soar. They shall walk, not get weary. They shall run and not faint. That's what happens when you wait. You get a little stronger, right? That's what happens when you wait. You get a little stronger. Yeah, and so I'm going to praise while I'm sowing. I'm going to praise while I'm seeding. Not just praise when I'm reaping the harvest. That's easy. Anyone can praise in the harvest time. The real people of God praise in the planting season, in the sowing season, in the seeding season, in the waiting season. That's when your faith really gets real. When the rubber meets the road. You see, sowing is implied because everyone has seed. And I just want to tell you right now, because some of you, need to hear this. All you have is all you need. Because some of you have been in here, you've been waiting to sow. You've been waiting to seed for God to give you more. And God's saying, no, I'm just waiting on you to sow what I've given you, to sow what you have, to seed the little uh, that I've given you now, and then I'll give you more. And let me, I can illustrate this no better than by the parable of the talents that Jesus tells. Jesus tells a story in the parable of the talents. What does he say? He says there's a man, a servant, who had a, 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 a master gives 10 talents to one servant, five talents to another servant, and one talent to the last servant. And he goes away for a long trip. 
And he says, do something with these talents. And he comes back, and the servant with 10 talents says, I've taken your 10 and turned it into 20. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. The servant with five comes back, or, or comes to the master, and he says, I've taken your five, and I turned it into 10. And the master says, well done, good and faithful servant. And the servant with one says, I knew you were a hard man who judged very harshly. And so I took your one talent, and I buried it in the ground. And so here it is, I've dug it up. And I'm giving it back to you. And he says, you wicked and perverse generation. You wicked and perverse servant. You could have at least taken it and invested it in the bank and gotten interest back. But you were too lazy to even do that. So you just buried it in the ground out of fear. And I will take that one and give it to the one with 20. Ooh. This one hits home, doesn't it? Because I think so many of us, we got just one seed, just one talent, maybe just two. But we're afraid that if we let go of this, we'll have nothing. We're afraid if we step out and sow this, we'll have nothing left. We're afraid if we step out and sow this little that God has put in our hand, that then we'll be left with nothing. But the Bible tells us the promise that's attached to the principle is if you sow bountifully it doesn't say if you have a lot and so bountifully it doesn't say if your hands are filled and then you sow bountifully you'll reap bountifully no it says anyone the little you have if you sow it there is a harvest coming and you will reap it and so church you need to hear me today because there's nothing that activates your worship like sowing seed. And I know you're here today and you're going, Caleb, I don't have much. I'm that one. I got one seed. I got one talent. And I'm just like, my precious. You know, like, Schmeagol. Like just, it's my one talent. God, I can't let go of this. This is all I have. My precious. And you're just running around like this. And you're wondering why you're not receiving a harvest. That is bountiful. I want to tell you because God wants you to sow it. He wants you to seed it. He wants you to do it. And it's hard, isn't it? And it's difficult. And it's stretching. But let me tell you, I do it and my faith increases. And I do it and I wait. And I go, God, I'm worshiping you and I'm waiting. And some of you are in a waiting season. But I'm telling you, if you stay true to the principles, the God of all promises will follow through and you will reap bountifully one day in your life. I thought you'd be more excited about that. <laughs> all you have is all you need, church. It may be little. It may not be much. But when God touches little, it can turn into much. Little is much when God is in it. Little is much when God is on it. Little is much when God touches it. Come on, give God some praise if he's taken your little and turned it into much. Chris and I are testimony. We, we came here many years ago to plant this church with little. We connected with two other couples, six of us, to launch this church. And here we are in this beautiful building in old Sacramento. Eight years later, with a church that's growing and flourishing and thriving and impacting this city. Why? Because we sowed the little that we had. And it was worship, and we sowed it. And let me tell you, there was a lot of waiting. And there was a lot of pain and a lot of tears. 
and a lot of hard work and a lot of digging ditches and plowing fields. But God has been faithful. And I am seeing now the bounty of the, of the mindset of sowing bountifully. Now seeing a harvest that we're reaping bountifully in this church. You see, sowing seed finally, act, it activates a harvest. It activates a harvest, but it may not be yours. Sowing seed activates a harvest, but it may not be you that reaps it. Nobody wants to hear this. I want to tell you a story. It just happened last night, which was crazy. You see, about three and a half years ago, maybe four years ago now, I was at coffee with a guy in our church. He attends here. He might even be here right now. And he, in passing conversation, we were talking about him and his walk with God, his life, his family. He said to me, oh, my friend owns this hotel, motel in Tahoe, and they're really struggling. It's really struggling financially. They need to sell it, but it's been really hard. Like, he's like, oh, do you know anyone that would be interested? And I have no idea why I did this, but I said, yeah, I know someone that will buy it. And I had just met a new friend to our church, and uh, this new friend to our church, actually, when we met them, it started like, hanging out with them, they actually both got saved in our church. Chrissy went to coffee with the wife and was like, so how far along are you in your like faith journey? She's like, I- I'm not. <laughs> That's how it started. But God told us they were going to be pillars in our church, like literally a prophetic word about them. They both give their lives to Jesus, come to this church every week. Their kids are here. Well, I knew that he had investment properties, and so I called him up. I said, bro, I found this motel hotel. I think you're supposed to buy it. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, let's go see it. So he said, all right. So he calls one of his buddies, and the three of us go up to see this motel hotel in Tahoe. So we walk through it, and it's, you know, it needs a lot of work. The couple, they were really struggling in their marriage financially, and it was evident they needed to just get out from under it. And so these two guys who have money, your boy who's a church planner who has no money, <laughs> sit down like, we should buy this. I'm like, let's do it, guys. <laughs> I mean, it was no skin off my back. I wasn't investing anything. <laughs> and so they buy the hotel motel, renovate it. Now fast forward, you know, almost four years later, the thing is thriving. Money coming in, they're making money every month, celebrating, right? Well, last night I'm at the Christmas at a Christmas party, and both these guys are there. And I hadn't seen the other guy who I didn't know when we showed up to that motel. My friend who comes to our church brought his friend. And he and I are talking, and Chrissy, and he's like, Caleb, it's crazy because I haven't seen you since then. But he said, the other day, someone asked me how I got into the hospitality business, because you see now. He launched that hotel. He's bought two more. He's about to buy a a fourth one that has 120 rooms. And the favor of God is all upon him. He's a Christian too. And they're thriving and flourishing. And he goes, Caleb, it's crazy because someone asked me the other day, how did you get into hospitality business? And I told him, well, actually, this guy named Caleb, who's a pastor in downtown Sacramento, 
invited a friend who invited me and we bought this first motel. Let me tell you something. I have not received a dime from this, y'all. Like, keep me praying. Oh, Jesus, in Jesus' name. For real, though. For real, though. It wasn't about that for me. Like, I didn't, I didn't set this up so I could make money. I set this up because it was my seed. This was all I had. I didn't have money. Poor church planner at the time, right? Four years ago, we were still, you know, just getting our feet under us as a church. Meeting in a theater. But what I had was relationships. What I had was connections. And so I brought my seed and I sowed it in what was good soil. And now these two guys who are becoming more and more successful in this industry, who both love Jesus, are using their resources to bless the kingdom of God. And so I may not be reaping the harvest, but let me tell you, someone is, and the kingdom is, and God is. It's not about you getting the harvest. It's about you sowing the seed, even if it's little, the seed that you have. And I cannot compel you enough because while in terms of harvest, yeah, I haven't seen anything from the hotel, but here I am four years later in the best financial position Christy and I have ever been. We just closed on a new house and we're selling our house. It's sold in a couple days. And I want to tell you right now, I believe that the harvest may come. It may not be from that seed that you planted. Someone else may reap the harvest of that. But if you are faithful, if you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully in the fields that God has destined for you to reap from. You need to hear this, church, because this, me, Chrissy, are a testimony of what sowing right looks like. Sowing bountifully looks like. And I believe God wants this for your life. I truly do. I want to close with this. The end of this text, I read it. Verse number 10. It says, he who supplies seed to the sower, you know you don't supply the seed. You have the seed. But God gave you the seed. He, being God, who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, will supply and multiply your seed for sowing. Work hard, but it's him that supplies the seed. Work hard, but it's him that will multiply your seed for sowing. But watch this. And increase the harvest, the harvest of your righteousness. Let me tell you something. I think maybe if you, if you miss this message, this end of this message, you miss the whole point. You see, the harvest is not about your bank account. It's not about your businesses flourishing. It's not about even you just getting a better marriage. The harvest is about you becoming the righteous person that God has called you to be. And that if we follow the principles 
of sowing bountifully, we will reap bountifully, but ultimately we will reap the harvest of righteousness. All the other things will pass away, but the harvest of righteousness is eternal. The harvest of righteousness will last forever. The harvest of righteousness will carry you from this day to the next day to the next day. The harvest of righteousness will cover your children. It will cover your family. It will cover your marriage. It will cover your future. The harvest of righteousness is what we're going after. But it all starts with the seed. Am I going to follow the principle of sowing bountifully? Because then I'll receive the promise of reaping bountifully. That's what God has for you, church. A bountiful harvest for your life. A bountiful harvest of righteousness. A bountiful harvest of blessing upon you. I believe he wants to bless you in all facets. All aspects. All parts. But it starts with sowing seed and waiting by faith on God. Let's wait, church. Let's follow the principles of his word. Because we'll reap the promises of his word. I want to close with this. Everybody grab these off your seats right now. Grab it. Grab a pen. There should have been a pen attached to it. It says, I, I'm writing Caleb and Chrissy Cole. We already did this in the 9 a.m. Are believing for miracles in 2022. How many are believing for miracles in this next year over your life? Come on. And I commit to see this amount by December 31st, 2021. You can give it right now. There's envelopes there. You can, you can give it in person. If you have check cash, most of you give online like us. We actually sitting right here in the 9 a.m., God on the church center app and we gave our seed for the end of the year, our miracle offering gift. Why? Because we believe this is good soil and we believe that God is going to take it and use it and multiply it. We believe that sowing bountifully means we will reap bountifully. And so we gave above and beyond. It was a stretch for us, but we did it. And then I want you to write in your miracle declarations. I want every person to do this today. I don't care if it's like, I can't really give anything. I can't give much. Give what you can. It says, don't give under compulsion. I'm not trying to force you. Don't give reluctantly. It says, God loves a cheerful giver. So give it with joy in your heart. Give what God puts in your heart to give and let it be a joyful offering to the Lord. But then I want you to do something. Regardless of if you give anything or $1, I want you to declare miracles over your next year. I'm going to get a husband. Come on, somebody. I'm going to have a child. My marriage will get better. I'm going to get a new job. I'm going to get a raise. Uh, I'm going to get that house. Make some, proclaim some declarations. I'm proclaiming Project Church 2022. We're going to need four services, not even three. Four. Come on, somebody. We're going to give double what we gave away to, in 2021 to missions in 2022. Come on. I'm declaring it by faith. I want you to write in what God is putting on your heart for your life, your family, your marriage, your relationships, your job, your finances, all these things, do it. We're going to sing Jaira. As we sing Jaira, fill it out. Write it in. And then here's what we're going to do. As I have planner, a planner for seed up here, we've got planners up here for your seeds. I want you to come and put your seed in the good soil by faith. 
I believe that miracles are going to be released in this place. There's faith in this room. There's faith rising in this room. I want everyone to do this. Here's what we're going to do. Before you bring it up, take a picture of it. Because you need to remember the faith declarations. And then throughout the year, you're going to be like, oh my goodness, he did it. And he did it again. And he did it again. And he came through again. The harvest that is bountiful. So as we sing Jireh, I want you to stand to your feet. If you're with your husband or wife, come with them. If you got your kids with them, bring your whole family up. Fill this out as we sing. And come, deposit your seed in the soil. Let's sow bountifully, church. Come on, stand to your feet. And let's sing in this place. Sing with us, church. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Project Church podcast. We pray and hope that this message encouraged you, built you up, and gave you life. We want to ask that you would invest right now in what God is doing here in downtown Sacramento. We've just recently moved in to our all-new building in the waterfront, Old Sacramento District. We want to ask you, if you'd like to give, you can go to projectchurch.com forward slash give to invest. Let's see all that God can do through us.